Whiskey, whiskey, the singer's getting sore. We raise the roof now and we're lowering the floor. The band is blistered, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, you say three, four. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Whiskey Topic. It's Mark Bylock. Um, Jamie is still on assignment in London, I think now. Who knows? So just, just follow her on Instagram. She's at Bourbon Thing. Uh, but we do have two wonderful guests from the world of whiskey, the wonderful world of whiskey show uh, here in Cornwall. Uh, we have Igor Koz- Kozov. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm Polish and I can't pronounce your name. Kosov. I feel like I should. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. S. Yeah. <laughs> and Jason Henry. <laughs> it's a very Canadian name. This is wonderful. It's very mm. easy for me to pronounce. Um, so we're, we're doing a bit of a whiskey tasting here. Um, there wasn't a really pre-planned theme to this whiskey tasting. So we have a very we have a two-year-old young distillery tasting uh, which uh, whiskey, which has been labeled either the worst or the best. I can't recall. Uh, very, uh, very controversial. And then we have... Uh, 15 years old, uh, single cask, Orkney malt. Oh, Orkney, very vague. There's two distilleries in Orkney Islands? Yes. And that's a peated one? Uh, and a uh, small one. Uh, <laughs> could be HP? We don't could know. Could be. We could don't be. know. We wouldn't want to spread any false gossip on here <laughs> as we taste Highland Park 15, <laughs> single cask. Okay. Um, so, guys, uh, we wanted to, I wanted to actually uh, bring it here mostly to talk about whiskey shows and kind of what you... Uh, the benefits you see in whiskey shows because I think we there's whiskey shows where you taste kind of like regular stuff and you're like oh here's your Highland Park 12 year old regular bottle here's your Highland Park 18 here's your Macallan red or whatever um, Ruby red Ruby um, but there's also like th- whiskey events like this where we get to taste legitimately insanely old stuff that is expensive like aftermarket is very expensive um, so we're going to start with you um, tell us a bit of a story about the whiskey you're pouring today and what some of the fa- your favorite whiskeys were that you poured today. Because I went to your whiskey class earlier, and it was, it was pretty impressive. It was very impressive. So whiskey that I poured today, actually, it was uh, blended malt. And uh, it's come out uh, a couple of years ago. It began to reach the markets. And it was quite a few different uh, batches of uh, blended malt. So... Uh, and apparently it's again it's a legend pretty much but apparently it's a blend of the very old uh, whiskies from 60s and 70s including McCallum, including Tamdu, Glen Roses Highland Park I guess and Mortlock and uh, the story is that it was a few cask, casks that uh, laying down somewhere in a dark corner of some warehouse in Scotland, and it was found by one of the independent bottlers from mainland Europe, and uh, they were under proof. So basically, they cannot be bottled as a single malt. Yeah, they were under 40% alcohol, Absolutely, so you yes. couldn't... You couldn't put single malt <laughs> How many years bottles. ago was this? It was actually just uh, maybe three, four years ago. Oh, they should have known better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so basically it was forgotten casks. From the 70s. Yeah. From the 60s and 70s. 60s and 70s. So it was and underproof basically because it was old. And the ABV just kept dropping. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kept yeah. dropping. And, uh, you know, uh, nobody cares basically about casks anymore. And, uh, you know, the guy that actually found them, when he tried them, he was completely blown away and uh, the quality was 
unbeatable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he got right away absolutely amazing idea to to buy younger younger Glenn Farquhar's. I mean, younger, it's like from 10 to 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Pretty much plain cask, uh, maybe second, maybe third field, even bourbon. That, that's actually amazing, because I didn't even know Glen Farkas did bourbon barrels. It is. They have some bourbon barrels. Because they're normally known for 100% sherry. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. But, you know, apparently stuff. it happened. Yeah. And uh, so, or maybe it was, again, maybe it was third field sherry. Right, which, which is would, which is less influence. Yeah. It's just that just the, the specific order was the the minimal minimum influence of the cask. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a plain one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a more or less high ABV. Okay. the alcohol content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when it was blended together, it's obviously elevated ABV of the older whiskies, but not influenced so much of the profile of them, of the typical aromas. Let's say Macallan or Tamdor. Highland Park. So, and the, it was blended in a different proportions. So mm-hmm. it's basically you can you can get pretty much different bottlings from the same whiskeys. Okay, so he that they released a number of different whiskeys. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It was uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. I, I would say about. 10, 12 different bottlings. Because basically, like, not this is not what they did necessarily, but like one barrel of 60% alcohol with mixed with a barrel of 38% alcohol will give you a nicely proofed whiskey that you can blend and sell as a single malt scotch. Well, not a single malt scotch. Like Again, a blended still scotch. blended. It's a blended scotch, yeah. Um, the difference being single malt scotch comes from one distillery and the blended comes from multiple distilleries. Yes. Um, and so that's what they did. Yeah, that's what yeah. they did. But the idea was behind it to to blend in a different proportions. Mm-hmm. So you get more interesting profile of the whiskeys that actually showing you also characters. Let's say in this bottle, again, I'm speculating because I I'm, I'm, don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. But let's say in these bottlings, it's 50% of Macallan, 10% of Highland Park, few percent of Mortlock, and 30% of Glen Farkas. <coughs> And another cask is different proportions. So it's giving you absolutely different whiskeys, basically, yeah. at the end. And they married for the few months, let's say, in a cask. And after that, that's what's happening. Yeah. And uh, obviously, the people, whiskey lovers all over the world, were a little bit suspicious in the beginning because blended. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. the good word for the yeah. whiskey aficionado, let's say. And uh, but when they tried this cask, it was a huge surprise. They're singing in the background. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea where it's coming from. We we are at a whiskey festival here, Jason. So this is, this is just how it is. Um, mm. The um, so we should say so. There's a blended Scotch, which is a blend of malt and non-malt ingredients, and then a blended malt is a hundred percent malted barley but a blend of different distilleries. And that's, yes. that's the category that, yes. that was in. Um, and that was really fantastic. I love the way they introduced this. Like, you're, you, you, at the end, you're like, well, this is basically a 60-year-old Macallan, kind of. But it isn't, because it was blended with Glen Farkas and at a younger age, but it was basically that. It is basically, but uh, again, I cannot say for sure, but yeah. as much as I, you know, n- know the older whiskies and I tried them, them uh, pretty much on a regular basis. I, I, 
probably can recognize a lot of Macallan qualities in this whiskey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I used to I used to have another bottling, and that bottling was like more peated, uh, more kind of uh, towards the Highland Park, and another bottle were more refined and the delicate. So I suspect it's a more Glen Roses. Mm -hmm. So. But yeah. it, it's it's enigma whiskey. Yeah. So basically, you can speculate yourself. You can. It's up to you to, to 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 actually recognize or distinguish particular malts in yeah. this whiskey, which is which is also given another interesting twist. So it's up to you to say <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I, I love that. I think the um, the big thing in the tasting you did and, and other uh, connoisseurs of whiskey did was the um, the lack of. Um, the lack of interest in branding or where the whiskey came from necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting story. Like, it's wonderful to taste a whiskey that has an interesting story, but um, it wasn't about where the whiskey came from, but just the ultimate end of where what it tasted like. I think that was a very, very, very cool story. All right, Jason, so um, you stole the, this whiskey from the whiskey uh, tasting room across the street. <laughs> yeah, it was me. Office. Yeah. Wow. Jason's <laughs> implying it was me, but, I mean, it probably was. Anyway, what can you tell us about the... Uh, <laughs> This, um, well, this actually uh, is a bottle um, from quite a while ago, beginning of Kilcolman, um, and it's just over two years old. It's called Anticipation. Uh, and there's basically, they started releasing it early on to kind of show, uh, well, encourage anticipation for what Kilcolman would uh, eventually bring us. Um, and so um, beyond that, I don't actually know much about it. Um, wouldn't be hard... Or would be quite hard to find today. Um, Apparently, several hundred dollars in the aftermarket. Several hundred dollars yeah. in the aftermarket. Um, nice. I have this bottle. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you can sell it now. Yeah, we'll, we'll buy it there, for four hundred dollars. Really. There's supposed to be a Kilcoman uh, tasting next door, but we just hear singing and clapping. So I don't know. Also, we oh. have the first bottle in the tasting. Okay. That, they they can't start without true. coming. I think it's, it's probably actually a lineup of the people that actually yeah. really wants to come to yeah, the master they're ready class. for their yes. whiskey. They're yeah. ready for the whiskey, pretty much. <laughs> I know, I gotta, I gotta sign books uh, after I do this podcast, because when that's done, then there's people gonna come through and I gotta sign books. Um, so, uh, Cook Coleman um, has been interesting. So, um, a couple of things that have been described to me about this distillery, which I think really like, is that um, they knew they were gonna start selling very young whiskey, and so their goal was to, uh, to distill a very approachable young whiskey that they can get in right from the, bar, right from the start. Um, and I think, you know, like a lot of these whiskeys we're talking about, like the, the McAllen's, the, 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 these very old 20-, 30-year-old whiskeys, they're intended to be very old whiskeys. They, it, it, certain types, right? Like they still, they're like, okay, we're going to barrel this, and if the barrel lasts more than 10 years, they're like, okay, well, we'll actually, keep it going. Actually, it's not entirely true oh, because McAllen actually were, uh, be, became popular, popular, really popular, yeah. for example, in Italy. Yeah. Seven, eight years old. Yeah, I've heard mm -hmm. of this. Yeah, yes. yeah, And it's uh, uh, 10 years old, it was considered to be already like absolutely mature McAllen. Oh, yeah. McAllen yeah. 10 in Canada was the bomb. Like you would yeah, buy yes. your McAllen 10 for yeah. 60 bucks and you're like, this is a party. Yeah. yeah. And especially, especially McAllen cask strings. You yeah. remember that? 10 cask oh, strings. Oh, yeah. And the LCBO oh. It was one of the it, most it was beautiful bottles. Oh, yes. it's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. 
So yeah. it's not always it's not always no, no, about I, well, age. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand it's not always yeah. about age. I'm just saying like the, the the price point like really starts climbing up yes. as it gets older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when you age a, a barrel longer, you can have more inf- imperfections in the distillation process. You can have you're like okay, this isn't you know, and this is not a commentary on Macallan, by the way, because Macallan's a whole yeah. other thing. But, <laughs> but just in general with whiskey, it's like you can have more imperfections. But uh, uh, Coleman was very much like, okay, we got to make a perfect whiskey because we, we want to sell it at four, five, six years. Uh, where a lot of other distilleries were like, well, that's okay. We can take a broader cut of the distillation. We can have it be a little bit imperfect because that stuff's going to figure itself out over like the course of eight years. And their um, young stuff tastes really good. It does. It's sharp. It's nicely balanced. Absolutely. It's interesting. It's it doesn't taste like this. So we're drinking this two-year-old yeah. whiskey. It does not taste like a two-year-old whiskey. Yeah. No, first of all, the approach of the distillery, the distillery itself, it's not looks like distillery. It's looking like, like a farm. Yeah. And basically, it's a, it's a, it's a really boutique distillery. Yeah. And yeah. it's perfect. You know, it's, thanks God somebody doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So... I'm, my praise for Kilhom and my praise for the quite a few guys that still doing such an amazing job, mm-hmm. not going to the mass production. Yeah. This isn't even a whiskey. It's a new spirit. Yeah. It is. Right? It's, it's not even legally a whiskey. Yeah. It's nice. And the more whiskey I drink, um, it is interesting. I don't, I don't generally like the younger whiskeys, but I really appreciate well-made distillate. I mean, it really, and the, the more and more you drink, the more you just start to realize... You know that you can you can trace it back to the quality and and it's really nice, really farmy, um, which I quite like. Um, and peat, like it's just so earthy. It's I mean we always talk about smell bringing back memories, but this is yeah yeah you know, yeah this childhood playing in the mud. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. And actually, actually, it's uh, lately you know like everybody else. I, I I when I begin to drink whiskey, right? Everybody. More or less, everybody going the same way. We we're looking for the bolder flavors, right? Mm-hmm. We like big sherry, we like big beet, we like big something. And along the way, I actually begin to recognize and to to look for a uh, character of the distillery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not covered by the big wood influence yes. or big peat influence or something bolder flavors. So the Kilhoman actually, it's a, it's a great example of the naked distillate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as long as they can produce naked distillate like this, yeah, yeah. my applause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, I, it's still... Um, I find um, a lot of young whiskeys... Um, can I pour myself another drum? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, good. Do. I, you do not, do not need my permission. Just, yeah. Um, the, um, I find like a lot of young whiskeys, they have this like... I always look at it as an aftertaste. Like it's like a, it's not so bad going down, but like an hour later or ten minutes later, you just you just it just sits in the bottom of your pit. Like you can see why like whiskey used to be called like a rut gut. Like you can see that that flavor. Uh, but like this Kilcoman, two years old, has none of those impressions at all. It, it just kind of flows down really nicely. Um, a very delicious pour, and uh, it's only two years, which is amazing. I mean, yeah. like look, if you can open a distillery and open up and produce something that good for two years that's a really really good good job well and it's really balanced if you try to kind of work your way back and work the peat out of it this whiskey wouldn't work that's a good um, point yeah without the peat it, it wouldn't work the, yeah. the fruit balances right out and there's a bit of grain underneath it um and it's sharp overall but it has some broad overtones it's yeah it's really nice yeah 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 i am gonna give this whiskey back to the other room <laughs> um but igor i'm gonna let you describe the next whiskey we're tasting uh 
while I return the whiskey back to where it actually needs to be. Okay. So I'm uh, actually tasting uh, Highland Park, I guess, uh, because it's uh, called Orkney. So it's not called, called Highland Park. So we can have a 50-50 chance uh, to have all Highland Park was Kappa, obviously. And, uh, but I still suspect it's a Highland Park mm -hmm. because it has, it's a single cask, 2002, 15 years old, bottled uh, by whiskey agency. And that's actually joint bottling with my company, Heads and Tails. And uh, I, I really like that profile of the Highland Park because basically it's, it's kind of, again, old school Highland Park. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, it's pretty naked. Yeah. It's not too much wood influence over yeah. here. Although I mean, it's a good bit of sherry. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. But definitely not the first feel sherry. Yeah. Even by the color, you can say that. So it's uh, it's it's probably second fill refill sherry I guess, and uh, it's showing me that old uh, kind of qualities of the Highland Park, which is sometimes unfortunately, in some ways lost in the mm -hmm. uh, newer official bottlings. Uh, mm -hmm. It has this beautiful hazard honey yeah. and spice yeah. and the touch of earthy peat, which is f like very distinctive notes of the good Highland Park. Yeah, and I was I was very very happy to have this bottle, especially as my joint bottling, and uh, just you know at fifty one point seven percent of ABV, you cannot go wrong. You like yeah. it naked, drink it like this. So you like to put water. Be my guest. Yeah. It's beautiful whiskey. It takes water actually very very mm. well. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazingly fruity too. It is fruity, and yes. the fruit develops as it sits in the glass. Yes, and actually, been getting better and better. I spent with this whiskey actually a lot of time, and uh, it's given much better with time. Mm -hmm. So you have to be actually a little bit patient yeah. with that whiskey. Yeah. It's not kind of, you know, giving you right away yeah. all the beauty. I think it's that's slowly. true for a lot of higher proof, like especially single barrel whiskey. Absolutely, yes. It, it, you just you need to give them time. Also, yeah. sh sherried whiskeys, I find as well, yeah. often yes. will improve with air. Because so a lot of overall. a lot of whiskeys just get worse. Yeah, that's, that's um, actually a good point. I, I mean, bourbon barrel whiskeys generally do get worse. Like yeah, they yeah, do, because yeah, yeah. uh, the citrus really starts coming yeah. out. They're like, oh, this is very lemony. And yeah. Or same with a lot of North American whiskeys, and you just lose the edge and some of the spice. But yeah, yeah. That's good. But uh, as long as you have a good, good single cask scotch, mm -hmm. it's actually re reveal more with mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And it's always, like you agree with me definitely, it's always good kind of checkup on the whiskey. Yeah. If it's with time giving yeah. you more, it means it's, it was pretty successful. Yeah. Yeah. Distillate first of all, yeah. and yeah. second it was good cask, yeah. Yeah. at least good. The State of Logic podcast is like no other. We don't have the same focus as so many other podcasts where we're just going to talk about business or politics or whatever. We talk about everything with everyone, intellectuals, comedians, and celebrities alike. Sometimes it's a 20-minute interview. Sometimes it's a three-hour interview. But at the end of the day, it's a great conversation that we often laugh about and learn something from at the same time. Come check us out at the State of Logic podcast. 
So I, I liked how you described um, what you do now. It's like you basically, if I may summarize, you bother distilleries enough, and they're like, why, why don't you just become a distributor? Just, just, just distribute our stuff. And that, that's pretty much how you came across the job. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, like, like I said before in the master class that, you know, I was, I was actually tired to bring bottle, bottles in cases and uh, always uh, be like, you know, shaky in the airport and everything. Like, despite <laughs> it, in spite that I, I actually... It was very shady. <laughs> yeah, always, always uh, declare my bottles and everything. But it's still, you feel like, you feel like you, you're doing something wrong or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, so one of my friends in Europe said, okay, just get the distribution license and begin to distribute yeah. whiskey that you like. Yeah. And I said, it's not a bad idea, actually. And we've done with my partner, uh, we've done this, and it's fairly successful. Uh, first of all, uh, the simple thing about our business, it's we bring in the whiskey that we really like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the first and main thing. Mm -hmm. If somebody, I'm not, we, we're not going to the really mass production area. We're not bringing a lot of bottles mm -hmm. to Canada. It's always very limited releases. It's releases for the friends, for the whiskey geeks, for the whiskey lovers, for the whiskey friends. That's the goal. That's the slogan <laughs> of the company. Yeah. I liked uh, too that, uh, and Jason, this is good advice for you. Because wait, you're in your thirties, Jason? Yeah. No. no well, damn it. I know I look like it. Uh, so. Jason is going to say he looks very old. I, um, I'm not going to say anything about I myself. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 th I thought we had like three decades of generations here, but we really don't. No. Uh, we have four decades <laughs> between the five I, I'm, decades. I'm almost in my thirties. Yeah, almost, know, almost, uh, almost. Okay. Whiskey is an old man's game, though, so I usually. Uh, <laughs> don't reveal my age, <laughs> but uh, nearly to thirty. Not, so. not true, actually. In European festivals, usually uh, at least seventy percent young audience. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and it's one thing to be the audience, but it's another thing to say, "Oh, hey, I have a blog. I'd love to write," and they see you show up, and they, oh, oh, <laughs> the eyes just drop. True. But that being said, that's not early on. That was a bit more of an issue, but now it's fine. It's after a certain point. It's. Yeah, well, I think, I think it's important to start making money doing whiskey because I think, was it you, Igor, that said this whole thing like it's a, it's a, like a, a burden, not a burden, I mean, a burden is a strong word, a cross. That's the way you use it, yeah. a cross for the family to have be a whiskey connoisseur because you're buying very expensive yeah. bottles. I mean, even this, I mean, like you're, you're pouring us a bottle that you, you paid a few hundred dollars for uh, and it's worth even more in the aftermarket potentially, but like it, it's that you're enjoying something that the rest of the family necessarily isn't. Your kids, your wife may not appreciate that as much. Uh, my wife does, but, you know. My wife, all, too. Yeah, yeah, right? Okay, but so it's not no, that much of a cross uh, is what yes. you're saying. Uh, but you drink. <laughs> no, it's it. a cross, by the way, because my yeah. wife apparently enjoying uh, old Kaolila, uh, which is almost mm. impossible to get anymore in the market, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, the, an official market. Yeah. So I have to buy an aftermarket, old bottles of Kaolila to actually to please my wife <laughs> so that's the cross <laughs> and no, that's a start. great it's a you great no i i've already already figured this out you so did? yeah i uh any money i spend on whiskey isn't coming out of my bank account so well some i my hobby is self-funding right. so 
I make money doing tastings, and then that's yeah. what I spend on whiskey. And actually, it's a good thing for everyone because mm-hmm. I'm generous, as many whiskey connoisseurs are. So you, know, you do tastings, and people get to taste whiskeys from someone who's tasted a lot of whiskey. And, you know, I do my research. I know what I'm getting. I know why I'm getting it. I know why yeah. people should taste it. Um, and then it frees me up to continue to explore, and then I bring people along. So it's it's a great system. And the other thing, too, which is interesting, is I used to spend a lot of money on whiskey, and I felt bad about it because it costs a lot of money. And Yeah, true. I mean, I've been overseas a lot, and I've, I care about development work and all this, and I'm thinking, how am I going to spend, you know, even $100? I mean, it's a lot of money for 750 mils. Um, but then when it becomes a bit more about community and, you know, people are, you know, becomes community building and, you know, people are chipping in and then I get to keep exploring and uh, I just find this, there's a lot of freedom in it too. Yeah. So True. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, well. you know, uh, for example, I'm, I'm keeping still my uh, job just <laughs> to supply a little yeah. bit. You know, yeah, so yeah. why not? No, I have a... Whiskey is definitely not my job. It's uh, yeah. But the other thing that's nice too is... Um, well, I'm glad I don't make a lot of money on whiskey. or Well, I really don't make money on whiskey. Because I don't, I can do whatever I want. So uh, even hearing about your bottle, you're bringing the stuff you want, mm-hmm. and you know it's not if if your bread money was coming from this company and you needed more of it and had to cut corners. That's a very different situation than True. just being able to do what you want and not having to answer to people. And I'm kind of uh, found the model. It's kind of hobby business mm-hmm. or business hobby. Yeah. Whatever you can say, but it's uh, it's a pleasure just to 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 be able to to get mm-hmm. whiskeys for myself yeah. and for my friends. And that's great. That's good enough for me for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like the, um, there's a, the, the hobby aspect is definitely present, especially like um, in, in areas like Instagram and other social media. It's like you have a lot of Instagram followers. You can just post photos of, of, of bottles, and you can do very well with, with that. Uh, just, just, like you said, help supplement Nobody's making money on this in, in, in that general yeah. sense. But, yeah. Ian, would you like to join us on the podcast? <laughs> Say a few words. He's trying to figure out where the singing's coming I know, from. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Ian here, the organizer of the whiskey event we're talking about. Um, so tell us right now. It's, uh, it's 4 o'clock yeah. on a Saturday, the day of the podcast. Uh, flip the microphone a little bit over there. Yeah. Um, and um, so, so tell us... Um, how relaxed are you? I feel like all your work's been done at this point. You're probably very relaxed. Yeah, love that cork pot. Thank you. Um, um, so this is probably very relaxed. I, I know I've texted you like, I don't know, 20 you, times. I've still yet to get a response. I think, I think he... Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I promised myself not till 11 o'clock tonight. <laughs> um, it may be worth it. Okay. And I've heard nothing but wonderful things about this. Um, but, uh, you know what? I think the key is is just, is just, just proper preparation for this. I mean, it's, there's nothing you can... can prepare yourself for um for the day of but understanding who and who to respond to and who not to respond to me no because i i always respond i may not respond but i send somebody for your to you so you've done great um, i'm just kidding it's yeah. just you know that it's just the reality of a show like this is is uh, you never knowing what to expect and it's been uh, just a privilege to meet everybody and, and see this community that's uh, this whiskey world I can only compliment you because you actually manage to to create absolutely unique environment. Yeah. Trust me, it's not happening often. Uh, despite of the you know you know popularity of whiskey events, mm-hmm. it's yeah. still not happening often because you create actually very 
kind of homey, pleasant, very relaxed and laid back environment. Well, so, uh, well, thank you. But at the end of the day, it's it's uh, uh, when this whole thing started. It, w- it was an idea that I had, and I sat down with Emmett and Emmett Hosack and okay. Frank McDonald in, yeah. at a keg in in Ottawa, and I said, uh, I want to do a whiskey show. What what what, sh- what do I need to do? And uh, and Emmett just said, break even the first year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Good uh, aim really? for aim for a hundred. Yeah. You know, and, and year one we had over four hundred. Wow. You know, year two Amazing. now we've got over five hundred, and and. And what I love about this, Igor and I talked a little bit earlier. It's the right, it's the right 500 people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's people that really appreciate the the hard work and 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 you know see the vision. Because you do curate, like you do curate the list per se, like as far as who you want here. I think so, and, and not not really consciously, not in a snobby you know? way, but just in the yeah. Very, like, I want I, I want to make he, sure, yeah. like it's it's you know, and and it's hard to tell people and direct people to the website, but it's it's really the the, the easiest way to keep control. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, making it making it something that, and I really do see that that this when I decided to make it the the wonderful world of whiskey show, I think great name. I yeah. think that's the, the what's going to make it successful is because it really is a wonderful world right now. And mm-hmm. absolutely, and and look at Matt Jones and what he's done right now and his transition in, in, in his position and and what Japanese whiskey is. And and of course, unfortunately, I don't have any Japanese whiskey here tonight. Nothing. Nothing. Even with Matt Jones. Matt was, you know, he, he said next year for sure. Yeah. So, so we have a, at least hope. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, it's getting better and better. I definitely, I see. Even, even not like, okay, first year, second year. It's a day by day. Hmm. Yesterday was fun. Yeah. Today even more fun. There yeah. you go. So that's, that's the key. That's the core of the Whiskey Festival. Yeah. Because if it's boring and official, it's yeah. not successful. Well, I think that's why last night was unique, and Graham has given himself a little bit of a hard time. You know, he, he, he doesn't want to watch the video. I think it was unique because, I, you know, I, I laid in bed at 11 o'clock last night and watched the video live on Facebook, what was yeah. happening in our pub. Um, I made a, a conscious effort to, to control my time because if I didn't, then I'd be dead by this time today. And, and so I was able to watch the, 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 the live show last night. And that, I think the reason why Graham and I talked about that was – Giving people, we don't. You don't have to leave the facility here. So being able to give something, give people something you to do. You don't want to. It's really yeah. cold you know? outside. You don't want to leave yeah. here. Yeah, and uh-huh. you know we got we got smoke pits happening out there with all of our all of our food for tonight. So um, you know who who needs to leave? But uh, you know we we, we want to make it so that you you know potentially it is three days next year and, and people can yeah. come and you know that there's going to be something to do. Yeah. And Cornwall's a great town for that. Be, Absolutely. Great restaurants and bars. So. And it's a, like a like a like a amazing. Long weekend of the whiskey and friends, mm-hmm. which well, is then, which is not happening often, by well, the way. It's quite creative. Like of the whiskey festivals I've been to, it's both the venue and what's going on. I mean, out the yeah. window there's smoke billowing because they're oh, uh, smoking so nice. whole pigs yeah. outside. Uh, and, uh, well, we all, yeah. chef chef had the idea. Chef Luke uh, had the idea last year. Like we said, we sat down and was like, "What do you want to cook?" And I said, "Well, what do you think of when you think of the Highlands of Scotland or something like that?" And, and first off, he says, "I don't know. I just feel like you're you're." Cooking whole pigs over coals. <laughs> I mean, well, let's do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So we have the space. So let's do it. Now uh, got, great idea. Yeah. We've got red deer out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Ian, what do you do normally when you're not throwing whiskey events? So that's something that is, has been a question over the last couple of days. So this is not really what I do. Like this is. So wait, this isn't a facility just for whiskey drinking. Yeah, exactly. Oh I, man. Um, Shit. You might so, be surprised. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know what, what this what's what's unique about this show is that I I've been given the opportunity to to have a, a unique role. 
Uh, my official title is the Director of Conference Service and, and Food and Beverage. And that just has a, a broad range of things. And this, this show really came to life, you know, after hours, nights and weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a passion for this facility, and I think that if I, I want people to experience this facility um, and see what, what it can do. I mean, we, we're doing a, a beer, bourbon, barbecue, and blues festival in, in July now. And, and awesome. you know, nice. we're, we're hoping nice. for a few thousand people for that. Um, so it just, we, I just want people to come and, and experience it. But the it, NAV Center, it stands for navigation. Well, NAV Canada. Yeah. NAV Canada is, uh, is, a, is a Canadian-based company, privately owned, uh, who owns this NAV Center. This facility used to be Transport Canada. So in the 1980s, it was Transport Canada. Actually, Emmett Hosack used to be the director of the facility, and his class right now is his old office in 1988. Oh, really? Um, so, but it was Transport Canada, and the rooms, you can sort of see, they were dorms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they were dormitories. So you can sort of see how they are, that, and... and we have a big challenge ahead of us to create something that's unique and make it into a hotel atmosphere. Um, so Air, uh, Nav Canada, uh, based uh, head office in Ottawa, um, basically the, to, to summarize who Nav Canada is, we own the Canadian airspace. I am. I, you don't know this, Ian, but I, I do have a, a pilot's license, and so I know of Nav Canada very well. There you go. I get the gigantic, you know. Booklets of like I think the bill. <laughs> no, not the bill. Not the bill. No. Just so, to see so. the aeronautics. Uh, the, I, the, the I'm things. an aerospace engineer. So oh, there we know, right? exactly. Yeah. There you go. I mean, we, so here on, on, at the Nav Center, we have a, we have a CF SACO, a military base. So they train the air traffic controllers for the military. Uh, we have we train uh, air traffic controllers from all over the world here at the Nav Center. So, so I, I was hoping. I, is there a room that exists that looks like an air traffic control center? Like, yeah. Why, why we, we have flight simulator rooms. Why, why are we doing that right now? Just they're always used. Oh, yeah. Damn it. But you want to get in there at afternoon, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make a call and see. I mean, I know that the guy Gary is uh, is not here this weekend, but we can definitely get in. We can do we can do a theme whiskey and flying. I yeah, think uh, works yeah. very well together. Oops, yeah. that's very <laughs> irresponsible. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say also, uh, Nav Canada, uh, we're very safe. Yeah. <laughs> we do not condone any do any sort of drinking at all. We, we, we um, pride ourselves on being very safe. Um, but it's wonderful. From, I, I've been to. Um, a lot of different kind of corporate facilities throughout. I'm in education on the corporate side as well. Um, and so I feel like this is like a really nice, like the fact that your bar has a bar that's not serving gin and tonics and mm-hmm. crappy Miller beer. Yeah. Light. Um, it, the food here is really good. Um, the uh, facilities are excellent. The, the, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard to find my room, I guess, is my only real complaint. Yeah. I get that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, really fucking terrific. This is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know what? Yeah. Besides the That's point. the fun part. That's yeah. the fun, yeah, it's part. A fun um, part. I've been to a bunch of corporate facilities similar to this in theme, yeah. um, and I've always found my room everywhere else, but it was very dark and dingy and unfun. So I really appreciate you having this like really enjoyable, mm-hmm. a wonderful experience and bringing this to you. And then you're doing other things, which I think is wonderful, like other yeah. events. Um, and there's also air, air, air traffic controllers here, the future of the people that are making sure our our flight paths are That's it. are, are clear. And, what, and, and I don't I, listen. I'm a hotel guy. I, I'm not. I'm not in the air traffic control world. And working for Nav Canada is definitely new new corporate for me. Yeah. Um, but what what a you know these guys these air traffic controllers. Holy cow! What 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 a, what a Such job! Such a stress job, mm-hmm. eh? Unbelievable. These and they, guys, they, they they don't get the option to drink because they they're working like eight hours later and they're well. It's just yeah. they're, they're you know I, I heard some crazy stories about some some landings and and you know yeah. Toronto. 
the Toronto Air Traffic Control Tower. Holy cow, the stories mm-hmm. those guys have. Um, I mean, geez, we're just putting on the show here. Like these guys. I, I, I don't want to hear that because yeah. I'm flying out in, in the inn very often. Can, so, but you um, can know that because of these guys, you are safe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, why, that's why we are so proud of what we do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And all I try to do is just make, try to make NAP Canada proud. Yeah. yeah. That's a so, good job. Really, really good. But thank, thank you for being here. The burgers are so good, and the, the wings yeah, are really fucking terrific. Yeah. yeah, ridiculous, yeah. delicious. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah. we we try to get our our. Uh, I'm a big craft beer fan as well. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. good beer down there. So we yeah. have a, we have our what we call is a 25 Canadian craft beer tour, and I put a little bit of pressure on Chris to to have it ready to go for this week. And uh, we have the beers here. We don't have the menus all done, but mm-hmm. uh, I really wanted to focus on the Ottawa area, yeah. being that we are in Eastern Ontario. So we do have 25 craft beers from the Ottawa area yes. down there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then you get a passport, and you get to stamp them. And when you get them all stamped, all 25, you get a T-shirt and a hat. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So this is, uh, I, just, this, I just wanted you guys to come and be able to have a place that you can be, relax and and uh, feel feel comfortable. Definitely, wow. I appreciate it. That's cool. really really nice. All right, really let's go make sure Emmett's okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we stole his whiskey earlier, so yeah, um, yeah. you know. It's crazy. Well, you got to keep an eye on Emmett. I know. <laughs> no, Rick, Rick, keep an eye on Emmett. Oh. Yeah, he was called <laughs> well, yeah, over Rick's there to there, keep yeah. an eye on Emmett. I have him on the podcast, but I would say hi, Emmett, and he would just talk for the next forty minutes, and yeah. that would be it. Yeah. That's that's unheard of. Yeah. 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 Never and, seen that happen. And actually, actually, Rick was called specifically to kind of control Emmett. Yeah. Because he has about five hours material that's supposed to squeeze to one it. hour presentation. Sounds like Emmett. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely talk control. All right guys, day. I gotta go downstairs and sell some books. Um, okay. so uh, thank you so much. Uh, Ian, where can people find you on the Instagram and Twitter? I don't know. I'm new to that. Let's see. Oh boy. I'm, uh, Jason W of Whiskey Show. W of Whiskey Show. Yeah at W of Whiskey Show. And so it's not just about the whiskey show, though. You're saying you've got a summer, you've got a summer. Yeah, it's just I'm not there. I got to get through this show first, and uh, and we're gonna we'll figure that out. Okay, Um, your invites in the mail. Yes. Um, yes. Also, uh, if you want to be a traffic controller, do that. That's a great job. Actually, it is a great job. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You, know. Uh, you know, and there's definitely a need right now. A high Just demand. don't drink and do that job. No. Yeah. no. Don't do anything and do okay. that. Just, yeah. just do it. Jason, yeah. where can people find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jason Hambry. I'm barely on Instagram, but, uh, and then uh, insearchofelegance.net is my site as well. That is so odd for a person in their 20s not to be on Instagram. Yeah, all right. I just did it a month ago. <laughs> I know. I was so. going to say, the man next it's, to you is like uh, a decade older than you. And well, well, at yeah. least. Uh, at I'm least, too, I don't I'm know, maybe three decades. No. Too busy three for decades. social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's actually not three decades. Three decades later, by the way, <laughs> Igor, where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, on Instagram, actually, yeah, again, I'm also fairly new to Instagram. Am I the only hip person on this podcast? I feel like if without Jamie here, I'm the hippest person. Anyway, yeah. Um, the best, right. sorry, the best way probably my, uh, our company, Instagram, it's called Heads and Tails. And you sell into Alberta yes. and Quebec or just Alberta? No, solely uh, into Alberta. Alberta. Good market there. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for sharing your stories, guys. This is what makes Whiskey Wonderful. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks. Cheers.